The Rock and Roll Coffee Show is brought to you by Writers and Rockers Coffee Company, keeping the music and memories alive with some damn good coffee. Be sure to pick up your Rock and Roll and Coffee Show coffee only at writersandrockerscoffee.com. And also brought to you by Retroactive, located at Broadway at the Beach in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, keeping you retro with everything from 70s, 80s, and 90s. Shopretroactive.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest this week is Scott from Scott on Tape. Now Scott covers uh, movie scenes, famous graves, true crime scenes, all here on YouTube. You can find his YouTube channel at Scott on Tape. Um, Just search Scott on Tape on YouTube and you will find it. Um, What I like about Scott, it's one of my favorite channels here on YouTube. And what I like about it is how he tells the story of the scene or the location while he's filming. Um, very interesting, very cool stuff. Um, he kind of takes you on a tour with him at each scene. So make sure you check it out. Scott on tape here on YouTube, right after you watch this conversation with Scott, we go behind the scenes of all his, uh, equipment locations, uh, what it takes to do a filming location, bunch more. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Thanks for watching. It's the rock and roll show. Yeah, so you're not, where are you right now? Because you, I don't usually recognize that background in your videos. No, this is actually my studio here. I'm going to shut the door so the, yeah. uh, this is Toronto. This okay. Is, uh, this is my home in Toronto. So this is my studio where I work out of, where I do a lot of my editing and live chats and mm-hmm. stuff like this. So, sure. Yeah. I usually do, I usually do them here or in the other room. But there's a leaf game on right now, so I wanted to not be distracted because there's TVs in the other room. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we are recording now, by the way. Yeah, as you heard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. being from Canada, you're a big hockey fan. Big. Yeah. Really huge. I've actually crossed, but I've actually crossed over now to. Um, it happened in about the last five, six years where I've been, I've been, I've played hockey, coached hockey, loved hockey all my life, but now I'm such a Toronto Maple Leaf fan. I I hate every other team. I can't watch hockey. I can't watch any other game because I get too invested in like the standings. And yeah. all I care about is the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the annoying Leafs fan. Like I can't. I I just yeah, I think about there, the there's a game on now. You said yeah, playing the. Well, I, I feel privileged that you're joining me and not watching the game. Of course, it's it's the SP. <laughs> you know what? I, I missed the uh, first period the other night. I was out doing something. I was doing then. Um, and then I lay down on my couch with my dog to watch the game, and I woke up, and it was halfway through the third period. So it's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's on, and I can, you know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. So, so Scott, you have your channel. It's called Scott on Tape, right? right. Yep. Um, now, I got to ask you, how did you get this idea to do this channel? Or have you always been interested in, like, behind-the-scenes type stuff since you were a kid? Or, I mean, how did this all come up? 
Well, yeah, I've always, I've always had, I've always been um, involved in performing or acting. I wanted to be an actor my whole life when I was younger, and so I've always been into that. But I've also really always been into pop culture, anything to do with um, music, movies, TV, and so I would just take, uh, like, when, when I would go on vacation with my parents, I'd go to like ask them to take me here, take me there, and then when Adventures in Babysitting came out when I was young, it was filmed not too far from where I lived in Toronto. And so I was like, what? Like, the house is there? And then same with Cocktail. There were some scenes from Cocktail. So movies that I love. And then once I became old enough to start, you know, going on vacations with, like, girlfriends and friends and stuff, I'd always drag them to the strangest places. You know, like, we would just be, like, we'd be in New York City. I'd be like, well, we got to stop by... John John F. Kennedy Jr.'s apartment while we're there. We're like, what? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> and a good example is the one that I've told a lot, which is true. Uh, God, God bless my parents, my late parents. When I was young, we were driving to Florida and you take I-75 and it goes through Atlanta. And where are you, by the way? I'm in South Carolina, oh, Myrtle nice. Beach. Love mm-hmm. it. Love, oh, yeah. We used to go there a lot, Surf Rider. And... Okay. Uh, and so we were going through Atlanta and I insisted that, and I was little, this is like before puberty. I insisted that we go to the, um, I think it was anyway, but you remember when Rob Lowe got caught in the hotel room with some girls and then yeah. it was a mm-hmm. Hollywood scandal. Mm-hmm. I insisted that they stop at the hotel so I could go up and take a picture of <laughs> the hotel. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't, and I was a kid and my mother indulged my stuff. So she was like, oh, okay. And then whenever I saw cemeteries on the side of the road, I'd stop, we'd stop and for my friends. And anyway, so long story short, I was doing this for a long time, but also trying to be an actor and trying to make my own movies. And then I was, you know, when you get a little older, your friends start having other lives. So I was like, I like to travel by my, I'll see what it's like to travel by myself for once. So I went down to, uh, uh, I went back to California. This is around 2014. Then I went to Florida and then I was, went i went to see the uh, i think it was the my girl tree from the movie my girl and then i thought well this would be cool to to film i honestly up until about 2015 i thought youtube only had music videos and clips from the office i didn't know people had channels i didn't know anything about it i had no clue so then i i took some video i made a video short video of me with my friend in the swamps of florida looking for alligators and i thought this would make a cool youtube video and then I sat on it for like seven or eight months. And then it just dawned on me. I was like, no, I'm going to make a full channel out of me going to all the places I love going. Because I started discovering on YouTube, other people were doing that. Right. I was like, wow, people do that. So they just kind of, I went to California, uploaded the Florida video, the alligators, went to California, filmed about 20 or 30 videos. You know, you get 10 views on one. You get me 40 views that aren't your family and somebody writes in the comments cool video and you're like who are you like say it's it's a rush and you then you get 100 views so it gets very like you know wow maybe this is something that can happen and then i got back from california and i was out of videos and i was like oh i never took into account i have to now go back somewhere and start doing it again you know, because other than Toronto I, or Canada, I was like, I have to go on the road again. So I just started doing it. And then about a year into it, one of my videos hit big. And 
I realized I could possibly do this for a living or I could possibly, you know, make enough money to do it. And now it's hmm. like, it's full time and it's, you know, 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's your job now. It's a job. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. Now you, you mentioned your first video being the alligators. I've heard you talk a lot about alligators in your videos. <laughs> you don't like alligators. I don't think, right? No, I do. I really do. I was just, that's, that's really, you see, like, it's funny that you mentioned that because literally today I was looking at pictures of alligators and I was, and I was comparing them to pictures, like, it's just so weird. I was comparing them to pictures that I have. And then I was like, oh, should I upload some alligator pictures of mine today? Like, who does that? But <laughs> you're right. I know I find them fat. I find it fascinating, like, to see them in the wild. It's crazy seeing them in zoos and, and reptile places. But to see them in the wild. And then when you're in Florida, which is just an insane place, like, people are living with prehistoric giant creatures roaming around their streets and in their rivers and, mm-hmm. you know, the lake. And I'm just like, what's going on down there? <laughs> and I, I remember i went for this walk in um near ocala in eustis florida and it was just i was waiting for a friend so i was walking along this boardwalk that just goes along lake eustis and it was lo- and i said kept saying beware of the alligators don't get too close to the railing alligators and just warning after warning i was like how are people living <laughs> how do you like well, this is not i was like this is not a fun walk yeah i used to live there for about 35 years in the tampa sarasota area Ah, that's where yeah. that's yeah, yeah. I was just in Tampa earlier this year. I love it there. Yeah, it's a great place. I moved Traffic out of there though. Cool. But yeah, I mean, growing up, we used to build the forts out in the woods and stuff. And you always have to, when you're around any lakes or anything, be aware right. of the alligators. And yeah. you don't go swimming in the lakes down there. No, you no. can't. That's what's crazy about it. You can't go swim. Like, I mean, and I know people that do. I, I met these yeah. kids in um they were little. I was filming a Friday the 13th Part 7 filming location in the middle of, a, it's in uh, something lake, starts with a B, Burn Lake, Alabama, like tiny, tiny, tiny town. And like blinking, you miss it. And there were these little kids. And so they asked me what I was doing. They were really they were just adorable. So we were talking and then their grandmother came along and we were talking and they wanted to show me some other uh, where there, where I could find some real alligators because I was talking about alligators from Jason and stuff, and they took me to this to this lake and they said, "Oh yeah, there's alligators here. We've seen them in the water. And we, we they uh, they've come up before when we've been swimming." And I'm like, "What do you mean when you've been swimming?" And they go, "Well, we we swim here." I'm like, "Where it's alligator infested?" They're like, "Yeah, they don't bother us." I'm like, mm, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally no. do." <laughs> <laughs> people are built a little differently down there when they go in the water like i mean i was really when i did that Friday the part seven i remember i was trying because i wanted to touch every crystal lake i've touched nine out of the 12 so i want i have to make sure i get my hand in the water so i've touched a crystal lake it's just like, and i was petrified that an alligator <laughs> just put your hand in there yeah i was like yeah you know he's watching me <laughs> so so you got a few more lakes to touch how come you haven't been there yet uh, there's no, well, there's, there's one from the one from Jason X, Jason goes to hell. That was, uh, uh, green screens. That was filmed in Toronto, actually. So no lake exists. Uh, the one from part four does exist. It's north of, um, uh, it's up, it's actually up in, uh, above Beverly Hills, but the other locations from part four, you can't get to the, the people won't allow film on their property at all they want nothing to do with Friday 13th anymore so I've never because I'm I'm like well why go to one tiny part of the bit so there's that 
And then Jason uh, Jason goes to hell, which is part nine. Yeah, part nine. I forget where that lake is, but I hate that movie. <laughs> so you just haven't been there. Yeah, so I just have never bothered to do it. But I actually did uh, find uh, about eight locations from it. So I'll probably do it next time I'm out in L.A. Yeah. yeah. Do you keep a list of places you want to be? Yeah. Yeah, you do? I, have, uh, I do. I have a, I have tons of lists on my phone. And then I'm old school, too. I'll write out lists the day of, usually, if, I, if there's a lot. Just so, so I can look at the car seat beside me and be like, okay, here, because I, you know, this time is of the essence when I film. Usually I'm trying to get as much as I can wherever I am, but I keep lists. I have lists for different regions, like Southwest, Deep South, Florida by itself, East Coast, New York City, LA. And then just, I just got back from LA and this is the first time I started, um, erasing off my phone which ones i did which now that i realize i got back i'm like that's now confusing because now i can't remember what i did <laughs> <laughs> so but i do i have lengthy lists and i just started planning next year like in terms of different places mm -hmm. do you find it challenging to visit some of the places you want to go to whether it be because like you said the, the people don't want you on the land or or you know is there other obstacles that you face when you're trying to get to places yeah, there's like, I mean, there's, there's been a few, like, um, I, I there's a, there, like, not so, like, I mean, cemeteries, because I do a lot of graves and, you know, to, to, with famous people and stuff that it, that's never a problem really. But, um, in LA, uh, I didn't have, I've had some issue before because they recognize me because I've done a lot of videos in cemeteries. So they recognize the hair and they're like, you know what are you filming and but like private property houses you can film from the street true crime when i do my true crime videos those are always i gotta be uh stealth and you know get in there get get what i want to get and get out and then there's some filming locations there's about three or four that big ones on my list and they all want to charge which i understand they like they're most of them are just regular houses or in the middle of nowhere whatever but there's four specific ones i could think of and one of them called me back and they were all excited to have me come up and film they checked on my channel and they're like so three thousand dollar deposit and i was like <laughs> excuse me I was like, I, you know like i always offer to the like if it's a company or something or a studio or anywhere i'm like i will promote the hell out of your out of your studio or out of your place i'll make it like a commercial for you like i'll talk you up make it worth it for them and that's worked before but I, usually you know most places i go are just kind of uh open to the public you know and i run into problems sometimes about trespassing in the united states because i won't trespass mm -hmm. yeah I that's feel, no good yeah because I, I don't want to get deported so yeah. i will never trespass in the united states my friends will for me you know if i have to <laughs> if i'm filming with friends but yeah but no, never really any any serious problems. Mm -hmm. Do you film most of the time on your own, usually by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I do do a lot of collaborations with people. I love helping out uh, YouTubers that are just starting out. You know, paying it back, so to speak. Yeah, I really enjoy that because you see, awesome. and I like to see that enthusiasm. Like a lot of other YouTubers, I film with one of the biggest uh, that does kind of this genre, and. Uh, a nicer guy I couldn't never met, like so nice, so down to earth. And, you know, and he was, he took a chance filming with me 
then we film for a long time. So I always film with other people, but I get the most work done when my back's to the wall and kind of like, I got to get this and I got to go here, 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 here. Somebody wants to come along. It's chaotic. And it's a, it's a lot of like drive here, get out, drive here. Yeah. So I'd rather just do that by myself usually. Sure. Sure. Now how much you got to put a lot of time into research because you know what? One thing I like about your channel is you kind of tell a story as you're going along. You right. say you're telling a story about that person or, or what happened or whatever it may be. Um, but that's a lot of information. Yeah. It is. I mean, how much time goes into that research? A lot. It's, thankful. A lot of it. Um, I mean, thankfully, because of my like my theater background, I've never had a problem memorization with memorization, right? But I don't want to read something like I'm. I don't want to have it coming out of my mouth like a script. So I just I I used to kind of do that when I started. Like my earlier videos are very kind of, you know, like you know, Michael Landon was born in you know, and I'll go. And now I'm just like, we all know my, like, I'm talking talk like myself and I'll, whatever thought comes to mind, I'll talk about, and then I'll, I'll have points that I want to hit about the person or the place, you know? So there's a lot of research the night before there's a lot of research, um, right on spot. And then the problem is if I'm filming more than a video, one subject a day, I've got, I got a, here's a compartment for this compartment for this. And then I got to switch my head. Okay. Now I'm doing this. But I like what you said about telling a story because that's what I like. I consider each one, each video I do, a short film almost because it's not just me at the place. I put a beginning, I put a middle, and an end. So not just to the actual story I'm talking about, but actually to the video you're watching. There's a big, there's me getting to the place. There's me talking about it, and there's an ending with me talking about whatever you know thoughts I have or showing stuff. So I tried to make it very like flow like that. And a lot of people have said it feels like they're, they're along with me, which is the, the biggest compliment because I love that, you know, because they, because essentially everybody who watches my channel or is watching it is there with me because I'm talking to somebody mm -hmm. I'm not like I'm talking out loud to a camera, but I'm talking to the person watching. Right. Was that hard for you at first or no, because of the theater background? No, it was at first. I was a little. My, I, I was a little. Um, uh, I did. I never wanted to be YouTube. -y, like, hey, everybody, what's going on? Hey, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Like, I never wanted to be that. I knew that. I want to be myself. And then I was a little too stiff, and I'm not sure. But uh, one of my best friends and my mom at the time said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, they're good, but you're not yourself." And I was like, "What are you talking about? Like, it's exactly what I am." They're like, "No, you're not really yourself on camera." I'm like, "I'm." They're like, well, you're a like a sarcastic prick. Hello, <laughs> you, my mom would say that. She'd be like, you know, that's, she goes like, you're, when when you're going to place, she goes, you're just kind of showing it, but you should be more like yourself. And that kind of changed things. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, uh, if 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 I let an f bomb fly or whatever, if I go off on a rant about something else while I'm there, I usually leave it in now. Mm -hmm. just yeah, yeah. Um, the editing process now that's another whole part of it i mean what goes into that because i know just editing these conversations that i have it takes me a while and you yeah. you have some long videos with a lot of footage yeah i mean it gets tricky with using uh footage from like outs like other sources and stuff because you know you got to be able to make sure that's in the public domain or 
and then the music because I wanted to, um, you know, like sometimes I'll get back and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna edit this video tonight. And I'm like, God, please don't mention more than four movies that this guy did, or please don't mention, please, like when I'm watching the footage, and then there I go, I'm like, oh, he was in da da da. So then I'm like, oh, I gotta go get this picture, this picture, this. Oh, picture. Yeah, yeah. So I was just editing one that's going up tomorrow, and I was and I was looking, I was like. Oh, thank God I didn't know as much about this guy as much as, much as I do other people. So I, but then I left a big space for a voiceover, just a little bit more about his earlier life. Because when you see the video go up tomorrow, um, everybody knows him. But so yeah, the editing process can take hours, and can, it can be some of the videos when I talk, like the one I put up two days ago about Johnny Lewis, who um, was an actor from Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, watch like, that one. Yeah, did you watch that one? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I told the story on the street, right, while I was walking, and didn't really leave anything out. So when I went to edit it, I was like, okay, like I pretty much told the story. I just have to cut out some long pauses and some extra shots I did, then throw in pictures of him, and the video was done. But that's not the case for most videos. Most, I want to add in a lot of stuff, right? But you don't do a lot of. Um... Overdubbing of like after the fact, right? Like no. I, I watched you John Bonet one, and you did. I think you did on that one. I think I did uh, at her grave. I think so. I, I think I, so. I, I can't remember. I may have. I may have. I went. Um, that was that was a one that was so so. You, you know what? When when it comes to true crime, there's like the Johnny Lewis story. There, it's pretty straightforward. What what happened with John Bonet? I mean, there's dates to remember. There's this suspect. This there's there's so much more to remember. So I probably did think to myself that day, you know what? Because I remember that I remember I was going to somebody else else's grave afterwards, and I still got to put that video up. So I had that story in my head. So I can't. Yeah, I probably did do a voiceover, but you know, like if I have to, I have to. I don't like doing them. Like I don't like. Them. Because I like being in the moment, and also I don't like the actual process of doing them. I get like, ah, oh, here's another thing I gotta yeah put in, you know, yeah. But, yeah. but as you know, when you edit these, like it can be daunting. I've got I've got an hour long video coming for January first of a huge topic that's the biggest video I've ever wanted to do, probably. And it's I keep I I added a little bit here, a little bit there because it's just. It's so daunting. It's so mm. it's so, it's so much to it, and so like there's about fifteen to twenty locations, and it's just a matter of like, am I? I sometimes I get like, oh, can I even finish this? Is this possible? Oh man! But then you know you get through it at some point. Yeah. And then so you get when you get it done, it's like wow. Yeah, yeah. So you said about twenty locations or so. I mean, how long does that take to get to all those places? Or are they all in the same area? Or they were all close. Uh, it's in the deep south, so it's around where um, I did a I did one on Robert Johnson not too long ago, and so it takes place around those same towns. So I did it over the process, course of two and a half days. Okay. And That's I had a friend. Bad. I had a friend with me named uh, Randy who has a channel named Big Bake on the Move. He's just started out. He's very very good with true crime, and he's very good at saying, "Okay, we should get this and." Did you get this? And are you, we should go. We make, don't forget this. And mm-hmm. I would say, well, I want to do this and this. He'd be like, oh, I didn't think about that because he's learning. 
And I said, well, that's, you know, you, you tell, you know, telling a story, but you can go off a little bit and come back. So it's yeah. learning from each other. Right. Is true crime, uh, you do a lot of that. Is that one of your favorite subjects to cover? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I like, I, I've gotten some good responses from um, family when I've done true crime, family of the victims. So that really, when I first got a couple of those, I was like, wow, that's heavy. You know, that's heavy stuff. Like Jeffrey, one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims, sisters reached out to me. And, oh, wow. Yeah, this is a couple of years ago. And that really went, because that really, I think it was that one that really kind of made me think, what I'm doing is not necessarily the same as other people. It's not exploitive, like documentaries you see on Netflix or whatever, because I concentrate, I always concentrate on the victim. And it's not just me saying I want to concentrate. It's just natural to me. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to, I talk about the victim more or less, you know, and Johnny mm-hmm. was tricky because uh, what he did was terrible, but he's, you know, he had severe, he had a motorcycle accident, brain damage, and, you know, doesn't excuse murder, but there's a story behind that, right? Mental health mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was watching the, uh, what was it, the BTK one as well, and you you didn't like to call his name. So no. I think you I think you called him the loser or something like that. That loser. That loser. He, yeah. yeah, that actual video, I did, that was, that was when I, that was two years ago, Decept, like two years ago, it'll be three years ago, this January. So it was 2020 of January, I I started thinking in December. I was like, "What can I do in what 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 can I do next?" And then I was like, oh, "Well, I always want to do BTK. Then I always want to do um, James Bird, the African American man who was murdered in Texas, down in Jasper, Texas." And I'm like, "I always want to do Days and Confused. I love those locations." So all of a sudden, I just started thinking about all these places, and they all came at once, like, literally within a day. I was like, so I planned this route from Wichita all the way through Texas, but I landed, woke up in Wichita, Kansas in January, which is, like, it's so cold and gray. It's And then, I mean, Kansas in the summer is very beautiful. I find, I love the, I love those states. I love Kansas, Iowa, Nebraska, but in Wichita in January is very... And I just woke up, I was like, wow, this is going to be tough. And then literally, Joe, within two hours, I was done the video. And that was like 10 locations because there was no traffic. It was like a Tuesday afternoon or a Wednesday afternoon. There was no traffic getting around. And that one, because I re- I researched and read the a couple of books, there's no voiceover in that. I went to, I knew when I went to location, I knew exactly the name of the person, his victim. And what why I call him the loser is because uh first of all, he killed a child. Uh that to me is, you know, you know, that's the worst, one of the most heinous crimes you can do. And then also he's so smug and he thinks he's so even after he got caught, he was just so smug and arrogant and thinking he's mm. and you know, dude, you're not a tough guy right. when when you pull a gun on a you know on a woman in her house by herself in the middle of the night with a stocking over your head. You're not a, you're not, a, you know, mm-hmm. he, he bothered me the, out of all the serial killers. I think he, I hate him the most. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Um, as far as the movie locations, I mean, what makes you decide, Hey, I want to go cover this one is just, if you like the movie, is it um, the scenes? Yeah. What, what is it? 
Uh, it's got to be the movie. It's, it, I, I mean, I've done a couple of TV shows, like 90210 is one of my favorite shows. Uh, you know, I grew up with it and watching it and wanting to be, wanting to live inside of it. So I have very few TV shows I cover, but that one I do. Um, but when it comes to movies, I'm a big horror guy. So, you know, there's, but I really only like certain genres of horror, like like the Halloween, Friday 13 series. And then, you know, I just think of um, movies that I love. I've had advice for all sorts of movies all the time. I'm just like, well, I haven't seen it. Or the issue could be not that I haven't seen it. It's that, um, is it worth it for me to do it? Because I don't think about things necessarily in terms of views. Like, is this going to get a lot of views? I never know what's going to get. You never know. But I, I do know when it comes to filming locations, it, it's hit or miss. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I like to do that, but it's going to take me two days to film multiple locations. And then out those filming locations are going to take, because I put the clips of the movie in, to in. it's going to take 10 hours of editing. And then maybe 5,000 people see it, 10,000. You know, I did Brokeback Mountain in Calgary, Alberta. And Alberta is a huge province in Canada. I went up and down the province to do Brokeback. It was my, like, what I thought was my piece of resistance. I was like, this is the best film location video. And it's great. I love it. And I don't even think it hit 10,000 views. And then I did. Then the next day, I went to the uh, farmhouse from Superman, 1978. Stood outside, did a video of that. And then went to the train tracks that he runs runs beside Lois in the car. 100,000 views. <laughs> so I was like, I, mean, I put no effort into I was like, this is kind of where he ran. I think it's right around here. You can kind of tell if you look. And it was like, yeah, that's it. And then <laughs> it just blows up. I did First Blood, Rambo. You did First Blood? Yeah. yeah. Is, is that on your channel? I haven't seen that one, I don't think. Yeah. I got to check yeah. that one out. I went to all the, I did two. So look for two. There's First Blood, Rambo, and then there's First Blood, junkyard location because the junkyard's a real hike to get to and i knew that people had covered first blood extensively and i don't check to see what other people have done but back in the day before i did youtube i knew there were first blood like before i started youtube yeah but a discovery i was like oh people went to first blood that's cool so what i did i didn't think anybody would care and then 100,000 150,000 views or whatever one of them has and then i did friday boys in the hood menace to society and those all did huge views, really, really big. And then I'll do Reality Bites, which is one of my favorite movies. And that video is struggling at like 6,000 views. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. But I'm doing it. Yeah. But but see, that didn't stop me because I have another Reality Bites one coming that I just filmed. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not so gonna you do it if you like it. And I have to. Because I'm, yeah. I'm when I go to film locations that I like, I'm excited to do them. I'm excited to talk about them. And um, if it's not something, if it like I can't do Stranger Things, people will always ask me. I'm like, I don't watch the show. I can't do Break Bad because I haven't seen the show. Sopranos, I've seen a couple of episodes, and there's a couple of ones things I would want to do for that. But you know, I there's more uh, like uh, I did um, I did Beyonce Crazy in Love, where she shot the video with Jay Z down, down downtown L.A. And because the 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 stage that she danced on is still there in the downtown LA. It's just there. It's just what an old stage. So I went up and danced like Beyonce. And that was me. <laughs> that to me was more, I was having more fun doing that. And, and you know, it didn't get huge views, but like yeah. I still did it because 
I always know that the next video I put up, if it's a grave or if it's true crime or something, it's not, people will like something coming up. So if something doesn't hit big, I don't get too upset about it. Sure, sure. Now, the true crime, back to the true crime, um, Do you, have, has there been a time that anyone has contacted you after, regarding your videos about maybe some evidence that would help the, help the case? Yeah, I, I get that. I get people. Uh, yeah, there's one guy actually got a message back about somebody that he just he he was a witness to a, to one of the crimes I did, and um, I get a lot of that. And people, I do get. I'm 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 not probably once a day now. I get a message from somebody somewhere saying, "There's this case. Can you go and do something on it? And can you?" And I'm like, well, I can't just fly to here or there, you know, just for one case. And people a lot of unsolved stuff. And I think. A, it's kind of like, you know, like, it's weird. Like, when people watch Law & Order or SVU, they write to Mariska Hargitay thinking she's a real SVU agent. Hmm. You know, I didn't like, know that. Yeah, they write to She gets lots. She writes wow, it on Twitter. I think she writes it on her Instagram or Twitter. I do. I am not really... Like, share your stories, sure, but I, I can't help you. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people now are starting to write to... Because I do too much regret. They're like, can you go and investigate? I'm like, investigate? <laughs> You Magnum like, PI? Yeah, like, like <laughs> I'm not, I don't know. Like, I get that. I get that a fair amount where people are like, "There's an unsolved crime in this town. You should come and do a story on it. Maybe you can help break the case." I'm like, "Break the case? I, I'm not Beretta. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I can help you." Which is nice, but like you know, I, I get um, when it's unsolved cases, I get frustrated because I, I'm so on the side of the victim. I want the person caught. So, but I, I've got a few unsolved ones I'm doing in the new year where i'm just like you know maybe maybe it could help if they're you know people get their eyes on it you never know i don't even like but i do i do like doing true crime especially when um uh the locations are still there you know mm -hmm. it, they're always creepy and scary like not scary yeah yeah okay, no scary. i know what you mean yeah they're, they're creepy and they're ominous and, and to see them in person and what I like is, and I was just talking to a friend about it yesterday, because he was at, he was saying, I like what you did here. I said, well, you know, when you watch a Netflix documentary or any crime documentary, they'll show an establishing shot of the house like this or like that. And then they'll go to a talking head talking about what happened. And I'm like, but I want to see the house and I want to see more of the neighborhood. You know, that's what I, a picture is worth a thousand words. I always believe that. So I'm really more intent. You know, I'll tell the story, but I want to make sure you get a sense of the surroundings and where it happened and what the town's like. You know yeah. what I mean? That yeah. really adds so much. Yeah, you do circle around, like, I think it was the Susan Smith one at the lake. You you did, like, a full round and kind of showed what it looked right. like around it and where the ramp used to be. And right. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, that was a, that's, I mean, that's not far from, that's South Carolina, right? Yeah. South Carolina, yeah. It's, uh, what's that lake? I don't know. I don't know what where the lake is though. I can't remember what that lake's called, but it um, it was a really it was it was on my route back, but it was really out of the way for me to get there. I remember, and then when I got there, it's funny because well, it, it was pouring rain, and I thought it's got to end, so I went for a drive through the town, and I was I took some like B roll and stuff, and then I got back to the location, and it was still pouring, so I was like, well, you know, I'm I can't. Say overnight, mm -hmm. I'm to go. So I filmed it in the pouring rain, 
And <laughs> you were soaked. I was soaked. <laughs> and it added to it. You know, I think it added to the to the mood of the video and then and how somebody how it you know like it's, it's a weird it's a it's a it's a gloomy spot. Yeah. You know? You know, it's a gloomy spot. So I think that kind of added to it with the rain and all that. And I, I, I can always, I've done over, I think it's like 830 videos I have on my channel. And then I have at least 200 not yet uploaded. Still oh, wow. 200. Oh, yeah, at least. And somebody can mention a video to me. I'll forget that I did. I'll forget it sometimes that I did it. But then they'll be like, "Oh, you went to, you did this, you told this." I was like, "Oh," and then I'll remember some. I'll remember that whole day, like it just like so. That Susan Smith day, I remember. I remember everything about it. I remember getting to the boys' graves at uh, later on in the day, and it's still pouring rain and finding their graves. It's not hard once you get to the cemetery because there's so much stuff around their graves. And then, then just driving away and being like, I didn't want to do anything else that day. I drove to where I drove to, but I drove north. And I, I you know, it's it it gets to you when it's a subject like that. Sure, sure. How soon do you go out to locations like after some like the Idaho murders that just happened? Right now would be too soon. I'm I'm assuming to go out to something like that. So how how much time do you give it? I I use well I my. I usually wait. I mean, I can't. It depends where I am, too. It depends on how close. If I'm in the States and something, you know, something's happened or whatever, then I could maybe do it. I'll give you an example. Like when I was just in L.A., uh, I got there November 1st or 2nd and Coolio died. Leslie Jordan died. Aaron Carter died. So I got a ton of messages on Instagram, YouTube, like just constant. Like, are you gonna do Aaron Carter? Are you gonna do Coolio? I was like, I'm not a, I'm not Nightcrawler, you know. <laughs> like, I, I'm not. I, I don't want to go to the scene of the crime yeah. right away. And then I was like, you know what? Two of them, Leslie Jordan and Coolio, are so close to where I am in Hollywood, and I love both of them. Why not go and you know talk about them at the location where sadly they died? And then Aaron Carter, I was like, I'm not sure. What I know much about Eric Carter, I know more about the Backstreet Boys because I worked in the rec store in the nineties. I was like, you know, then I started reading his story, and I was like, man, that's you know, that's some sad stuff. So usually I, I do wait, but if something is if something happens and I'm there, I, I oh, there's two big cases in Toronto. One is solved, and uh. You'll see them soon on my channel when I film them. One is unsolved, which I can't do because I don't want to get killed. <laughs> can't get anything away. I don't want to. The people that did it are still out there. I'm like, yeah. right. But there's a lot of stuff. But there's one. So I went to the locations where they happened the day of when the news broke in Toronto. So I have footage of me there that I saw four years ago and three years ago. So with the police, with the bodies and, and everything, with the digging, and I've got all that. So wow. I, I do go right out, like if there's in Toronto, but I didn't do the video yet. Yeah, I, yeah. I will look, uh, say, hey, by the way, like in my River Phoenix video I just put up, mm -hmm. that was five years in the making. I said, I said, look, I've had a hard time with this video because of timing, because of tone, because I want to do his house first, and the Viper Room is not easy to get into. There's a whole bunch of reasons. I said, but... Here you go. Here's footage of me inside the Viper room five years ago. Then here's me 
outside the Viper room four years ago when the same payphone was there. So I do, you know, I, I bank stuff. Now I'll keep footage. I just did some stuff in LA that I have to go back. I, I did something in Chicago in September that requires me to be in New York for part of the video. So I'll do you know, half and half and wait. That's very cool. I did Randy Rhodes in Florida, the plane crash site, and I didn't know when I was in California. I didn't know I was going back in November or whenever I went back. Oh no, that was that was March. I did it in Florida. Then May, I was back in California. I didn't know I was going to California, man. And then, um, you know, so I, when I was at Randy Rhodes' site, I was like the crash. I was like, I don't want to just talk about the crash. I want to talk about. You know, I want to show his final resting place and, you know, because I know I knew how ornate it was and kind of end it with something a little more, at least, you know, there's something. So I said, okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. And then, you know. Does that eat at you when you have this footage and you're like, man, I just need one more shot, but it takes you two years to get it? Yep. There's uh, there's one, there's, there is one thing that a huge crime story, uh, and I'll tell you off camera if you want. Sure. <laughs> I, 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 I like surprising people. Like, mm -hmm. like, like, you know, like, oh, wow, he went into this. But um, there was one where I went all over Arkansas, Tennessee for this big giant case. And then I went to Missouri, the top of Missouri, like way, way. Like there's nothing around. St. Louis is far away. Grants is far away. Memphis is far away. There's nothing around this China. And I went there. And I couldn't find what I was looking for. No. And I looked and looked. And then by, by the sun went down, I started to drive around. It was a great cemetery because it was there was victims. And there was the last victim. And I couldn't find the grave. So I had my headlights on going through the cemetery. Then I got out again and it was freezing cold. I was walking with a flashlight going to each grave. It's a pretty big cemetery for a small town. And then I had to end the video. I said, well, I didn't find it. And I was that was a year ago. And I was like, so upset and depressed because I was like, I can't believe out of the three victims, I missed this one. And then I haven't put it up because I said, you know what, I'm going to force myself to go back to that small town. And I did. And I went back yeah. in November. I drove seven hours out of my way because I because I pinpointed it online closer to where the grave would be. And it took me about five minutes. <laughs> when I <laughs> Like instead of like three and a half hours. So I, like I... I did that. And then another one I went to, I did a huge serial killer case that's coming. And one of the victims is in Ohio. I started filming in February. In Ohio, in February, snow is everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, you, the, the people said, at the said, the, you're, who you're looking for is around here. They said, but we have no way of finding which exact spot. So I went down February, March, spent all in Florida, came back up in April, snow had melted. Went back to the cemetery and got it. Cool. Now, how do you find, like, how do you know where this, the graves are? Well, there's a great website called Find a Grave. Mm. And, uh, that's probably, that's that's really good for most. And now they don't normally, I mean, sorry, they do, when it's a celebrity, they'll have a pin, like, on Google Maps. Like, you just click, it'll take you and show you. And Not always is it correct. Sometimes it's, you know, within 10 yards, maybe 100 yards. Gives you an idea, uh, though. Yeah, oh, sometimes it's exactly right. But then other times it just says the cemetery. So I got to go there, go in and ask at the cemetery, you know, where is this person or whatever. And sometimes, it, you know, 
a cemetery would be so small. Uh, I, if if it's not a find a grave, if it's a victim in this it's small town, cemetery is so small, it's not eat, not hard to find their grave because something. But I've had I've had um, in Illinois, Chicago, I had to go to the same cemetery four times with mm. the office telling me where this person. My, no, yummy. I did a video. I don't know if you watched that one. So he was Robert. No, I don't know. Sandiker. He's an 11 year old who killed a 14 year old in Chicago in the 90s. And he was on the cover of Time magazine, like our babies are becoming killers, sort of thing. And it's a story that was stuck with me. So I finally did that. And he, they kept giving me directions to his grave. I had it on Find the Grave. So I thought, here he couldn't find it. Cemetery closed, had to come back. They gave me directions. Nope. Went back again. They gave me directions again. Nope, not there. By the time I get there, they're closed. Like the the office closes early, so I went back in the morning, and then finally one lady took pulls out an old dusty like um, like one of their old and this is a huge cemetery, thick book, and she's been looking and there's dust coming off it, and she's been looking at and I, I I was shocked that she didn't know that none of them knew who I was talking about because it was a huge story in the night, uh-huh. and she goes oh he's unmarked, there's no headstone and I was like. Ladies, <laughs> I've been wondering. Um, so she gave me the closest headstone. She showed me exactly. There's like a they have a they have maps of the graves where they actually have like hand drawn, like this is where the head would be and the uh, feet back to back. So she said, it's where her feet will end. She goes walk six feet. Her casket. That's where Yummy is. That's where Robert Sandifer is. And I was like, huh. wow, yeah, wow. Now, you get some pretty good, I mean, the quality of your videos is pretty good most of the time, too. I mean, sometimes the audio gets a little crazy with whatever's around you. But, I mean, what are you recording with? Is it is it your phone or you got a camera? What do you use? No, I use an iPhone 13. You know, I upgrade every year. I didn't upgrade this year to the 14 because it's just like, it's enough already. Like every <laughs> year, every year, every year. I used to use a Canon uh, and I sold it. And I didn't even, I don't even know why I saw it. I didn't need it. I should have kept it. I was using, for my first year and a half, I think it was, I was using like a big vlogging camera on a stick, like, you know, like a stick with a can with a vlogging camera that I'd ordered. And I was all like, you know, look at me, look what I can do. And I was walking through Venice Beach and I was filming. And every time I turn the camera left or right, especially left, because I was walking north. So all the guys selling the stuff on the side, like Venice Beach is just packed with people. I got people swearing at me, yelling at me, don't turn the camera on, don't film our property, don't film our stuff. Yeah, they were very adamant. As soon as they saw this giant camera and me talking and going, they knew it was something other than just personal. I, you know, so I went back to my car. I put, this is, exactly how it all changed i i put the camera away took out my phone i think it was like a, an eight at the time i don't know my iphone 10 or eight um walked right back did my video nobody nobody said a word wow because they think i'm a tourist i don't know how they didn't recognize me from two minutes before but <laughs> they so from then on it was like a light bulb i was like ah this is the key because now when I go to like when I go to somebody's like if I have to knock on a door like do you, or if I have to go inside a museum or something, you you, you can go in with a camera phone a lot mm-hmm. easier than with a giant camera. And I don't sure. need I don't need I don't want to call attention to myself. I don't need to show look at me, I'm a YouTuber. I don't care. Like I just want to I just want to do what I do. 
And iPhone 13 especially is such high quality with the with the 4K if I want or 1080. I shoot in 1080. And um I just realized like I would always say like knock on doors or go to yeah iPhone Canada like I put on my little my little voice like do you think I could get in there and take do you think I could get a shot? <laughs> you know I do and th- that's what I do. So combined with the phone I usually have I get access to things that a lot of other people don't because they show up with cameras. Yeah. And then I've got a great microphone. I don't have it. It's in my bag, but I've got little lav mics now that I've been using for about a year now that you can't see on camera. But also I've got a mic. It's about it, it's not anywhere near as big as this, but it's almost as powerful mm. and just right into the phone. And I'm still like the audio levels I know go in and out. So, but, you know, I watch other videos sometimes. I'm like, you can't hear a thing they're saying. You know, this one's got great for the wind. And I'm like, if you know, if it, wind is the worst. The wind, you, the, the wind I can block with different wind socks over that mic and stuff. But, you know, if you're shooting on a busy road, if you're shooting, uh, well, yeah, if you're shooting inside, inside a restaurant, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere, you know, like people have to understand, like, yeah, I mean, most of the time it sounds fine, and I think I, I kind of like the way like sometimes you have those audio issues. I think that adds to it a little bit. Thank you, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of think that too. Like I get maybe one, one, one every once a week. Somebody like, dude, fix your audio for somebody for this video that video. I'm like, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, no, I think that would take away. I mean, if your audio was perfect, crisp, like we're talking now, I think that would take away from the videos a little bit. Right, it sounds kind of flat. Like I, I like the background noises, and I like. Um, you know, uh, I don't want to, I don't really, I'll, I'll run, I do try to, if there's wind, I go, I'll go off away from the, away from, I'll go underneath something or, you know, get my car door. So you, you're not seeing the car door and I'll be, you know, so type of thing. There's little tricks to do, but I haven't had any, um, thank God I haven't had any bad, uh, audio problems for a while but that's that's always what i'm thinking of before i mean because I, I i can see when i'm recording i see it's the red dots going and across the numbers it's the film what i'm getting is recording but you never know until you get back or till you listen what's that audio like and usually yeah. great yeah yeah do you have is there like this my show is the, the guests i have on my show are just people kind of like how you pick your filming locations i pick my guests for me who i want to talk to Oh, that's you know what so, sometimes they get high views sometimes they don't but i had fun talking to my guest right. um and all of the other podcasts similar to mine we're all we all know each other is right. it the same way in your genre i mean are you guys helpful to each other all the time or is there a competition of oh i got to get to this place first or yeah i think uh, i'm yeah we're, we all know each other there's there's a fair amount of us that not, not a fair amount maybe i mean i don't know 15 Fifteen. I can think of like six or seven off the top of my head who I who I'm friends with, um, and some I know are very competitive and want to get the highest views of, of anybody. I want to do before anybody else and want to. And there there is that element, and then there's other guys that are huge that way bigger than me that that are just like yeah, of course, like you know, go and do it. Don't let that stop you just because I did it. And that's what I say to, to people. Like who want to do something? They're like, oh, but well, you already did it. I'm like, so what? If you want to do it, you're gonna have a different perspective, a different outlook, and you want to see it. I said, if it if it's organic and you want to do it, 
do it. If it's calculated, nah, I don't know. You know, then it'd be a bit of a thing. But no, we all, a lot of us, uh, we do know each other. And I always say, and it sounds weird, but I don't consider myself in competition with anybody I, because I, I'm just doing what I do and hoping people watch. And I don't check out anybody else's channel first. Like, did somebody else do this? I find that out afterwards. I'm like, oh, shit. Somebody else did this and they got this, maybe it's whatever. Because I'm in competition with myself to get better. I just want to get better and better and make the video good. And I and also, even like the, the, the who would be considered my competition or who are in the same genre, I wish them luck and I want them to do well because it keeps people on YouTube and my videos will get recommended. Theirs. And I know my videos, you know, help other people who are bigger than me. Like they say, oh, if you like this, you know. So, so it's all good. Like I'm like, and I was honored to film some bigger YouTubers. I was so honored to film with them, and then other ones, other people. I was just like, oh, you know, maybe don't need to do this again. But you know, sometimes you know, ego, and I don't know. But there's more. We we all we're all friendly, but I think there's probably a healthy competition. I think within each of us, you know. But you know, I don't. Th- I have a feeling for this podcast, you might be the only one getting Scott on tape. So you're, you're okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's not a lot of the band right now. <laughs> Your other podcast is like, ah, oh, he got Scott on yeah. tape. <laughs> don't be surprised. If somebody calls me tomorrow and says you want to do it, I'll be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they call you tomorrow, you know where they saw you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, how about, there's some big movies that I don't think you've covered. Like, have you ever been to the Star Wars scenes? Yeah. But yeah. You have? Yeah, I did actually. See, I gotta go deeper in your rabbit hole there. Yeah, go to my movies playlist, uh, movie locations playlist. There's, I've got movie locations and I got horror locations. But the Star Wars is, um, I don't know if I have any Star Wars stuff around right now, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, no, that's not Star Wars. But they, they were down in Mexico too, right? Some of those. Uh, no, they did. Well, well, no, they they did. Oh, I thought I thought Luke's uncle's house was down in Mexico. Oh no, that's that's in um uh uh near Morocco. That's in really? Africa. Yeah, yeah, that whole Tunisia. Tunisia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's all Tunisia and then Death Valley. So all of Tatooine is Death Valley and the one st- the one part of Luke's uncle and and Uncle Owen and Baru. That's yeah, there. So I did all the Star Wars locations in Death Valley because I love Death Valley, but going to those locations is not easy in death valley it's a lot of walking so it's not so i matched up a lot of shots but i'm just like you know like you gotta walk down into this crevice and it just gets a little much but i did do i went to um return of the jedi i did the um location for um the speeder bike chase oh in the woods in the forest yeah yeah that was that's crescent city so i did a lot at california and that was cool because some of the logs are still in the same position that they set up. So it looked like the film. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I put it <laughs> side by side. It's like crazy. And then I did um and then I did another return of the Jedi that you just reminded me of, which I did three years ago, which is where um uh the the job of the Hut's barge, you know, Luke and yeah. they, mm-hmm. they save Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And they, I did that location, which is crazy, but the wind is real was unbelievable that's re- that's far south california almost in arizona so that one i may have to not put up but 
if you look for, I put up a video, I think I called it the most important Star Wars location you never knew existed. And it's this, it's in the valley, in San Fernando Valley. You, it's just this street you walk off of like Ventura Boulevard or something. And there was this tiny building that's still there. And that was Lucasfilm back in 1977. All they gave them was a building. And it was no air conditioning. So it was so hot inside. They had to pull, put do all the effects outside in this parking lot. So all the, all the Death Star stuff, all of that. You can see behind the scenes footage of them in the parking lot with the building right beside it. Working on it. So I went to that parking lot. And I was like, this is hallowed ground. This is cooler than Death Valley. Yeah. And this is easier than Death, <laughs> Death Valley. Now, how do you find a location in Death Valley? I mean, isn't it pretty much all desert? Yeah. It's, no, it's desert and mountains. There's a lot of mountains. Very but specific. I mean, how do you know, oh, this is where that was at? Well, you would... Unless you, back in the day, I don't know. Back in the day, I don't know how like how they would even get an elephant out there. Like when I when I you just now, I'm like, how would you get an elephant to some of these locations? Because you know, the, the elephants dressed up as the uh, Banthu or whatever it's called. But now, when you go to Death Valley, they have uh, a map at Stove Stovepipe Wells, one of the big resorts. So, mm. so oh, okay and it's also online you can look it up and they'll tell you exactly where and once you get there you'll be like wait a minute wait a minute if you have a screenshot this doesn't look and then you turn around <laughs> like, oh there it, it is. is yeah you, know, you walk through where where r2d2 got kidnapped by the uh the jawas yeah you you see that exact one where the jawas pop out you know and stuff like that which is you know it sounds That's like awesome. a Wars fan so it's really cool yeah, that's, yeah. That's a vacation I would recommend people to take is go up to Death Valley. You know, it gets hot in summer, obviously it's 130 degrees, but if you're a Star Wars fan, that's like the ultimate. Yeah, yeah. You ever go to locations and uh be like like it, not what you expected? Like for example, when I was in Hollywood, I went to Nightmare on Elm Street House, which is one street over from Halloween's house. Yeah. And it's like right off the strip. Yeah. But you would never think that watching the movie. You ever go somewhere and be like, "What in the world?" Yeah, I mean that's Genesee Street where where uh, the Nightmare House is, and so I've done a couple of videos from there. And yeah, then right down the street, I uh, right down the street, I my friends told me because I've done all the Halloween locations, but I forgot about the babysitters' houses two or three years ago when I did them. I didn't bother. I didn't think about them. So you know, I was just doing a few locations, and then they were like, "Well, you got to add in the Halloween house." I'm like, "They're here in Hollywood," and I'm like, "Yeah," and then like something like. Um, the Happy Days house, which you think, okay, you know it's in Los Angeles because it's 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 written about famously. You know, the Happy Days house is not really in Wisconsin. And then you look at the house, a picture of it, you think, okay, that's in Los Angeles. That's got to be Pasadena. That's got to be you know Altadena. That's got to be far out. It's not gonna, but it's right in Hollywood. It's like all these regular houses, and all of a sudden there's. This, there it is. White House. That's <laughs> it's weird. So yeah, yeah. sometimes I get to a place. I'm just like, and I'll drive by something. I'm like, that looks familiar. And it turns out it's from a movie or from a TV show. That happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Has there been locations you wanted to go to watching the film, and then you realize that it was a set or not something you can really do? Um, there's. Well, I mean, there's the a Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Like not huge, but like I said, I like more like. Um, I like I'm surprised fans. since you don't since you like 
Friday Thirteenth and Halloween's. You don't like the nightmares. Yeah, because Jason and Michael are real, right? <laughs> uh, whatever you want to say. Freddy's supernatural. <laughs> I like. I like to. I always. I was joking that, like you know, Jason yeah. and Michael are real. Freddy's fake, or Freddy's like. Par- I'm not into paranormal movies, so I consider him more like you know, like you know, what is he comes to introduce. But I like the first one. But like the boiler room from the first one, which is just a crazy uh, place. My friend Paul, who does a uh, website about it. He's been inside there, and it's I think it's an old water treatment plant in Los Angeles, right downtown. And it's all boarded up, but it looks like he went inside and like he snuck inside and took all these amazing pictures on his website. Oh, wow. And he was like, I'll fly out there with you and get you in. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I've been by that place. Like, there's security all over the place. Like, I'm like, why is there first of all, why is there security out there? Like, who, like why do they care? It's just because it's a it's this giant condemned building. So something bad is something I would like to do, but I'm not gonna hop a, a, a fence with you know and or he would talk about going around the back and sneaking through this wood in there i'm like yeah but there's yeah there's some movies probably i've looked up the problem is i watch movies now it's been for a while within by the, within 30 seconds wherever the movie starts i'm like where's that <laughs> four hours to watch an hour and a half movie because <laughs> i'm looking up the look even if i even though I don't like the movie and there's a couple of like um Houses that I I can't get to like from like some like Jack Nicholson movies like Diane Keaton and Jack they did a lot of something's got to give like I like those movies and you know other uh, trying to think of other big movies I like to do like uh, well something like that you can't get to the houses you can only see the gates type of thing. and then so that's very I'm just saying like, well I can't can't really do that and then I did when I was probably 23 24 i did a whole woody allen tour that i put together myself with my friend who's a huge woody allen fan we this back in the day we go to new york city on this because it's not it's an eight hour drive we go and we we went to every movie location we have pictures of us at, you know in the same spots as woody allen diane keaton and you know mia farrow i'd love to go back and do those but you can't <laughs> it's a hard sell <laughs> i'm a fan of the movies but not yeah you can't really do that now so yeah that's something that kind of sucks so if i see those locations i can't can't you know i put them on my instagram maybe but mm-hmm. youtube have, part, no. have there been a, a lot of locations there's not a lot in south carolina i don't think right the halloween halloween the charleston ones. yeah charleston mm-hmm. halloween uh what else um uh okay so what have i done in south carolina movies but I did. I did Charleston, Halloween, two thousand eighteen. I think. Um, I think that movie, The Strangers. Yes, that was. I so think good. that house is is yeah. not yeah, far I never, from here. I never did that. Some people have done that, and they said they have had uh, uh, problems with the owner. Let me see. There's something. I I'm sure I've done. Uh. Uh. Let me see. There's something that I did, and I know there's another. Something else in South Carolina. Let me see. Because um, I enjoy going to those locations as well. I don't film them or anything like you do. but um, And I remember looking up South Carolina filming locations, and I didn't really find much. Yeah, there's, there seems to be quite a lot. It looks like um, what, I'm, what I can tell here, like Die Hard with a Vengeance, um, Days of Thunder, Forrest Gump. That's going to be 
one shot. Yeah. One mm-hmm. scene. That's not the whole movie. Definitely Forrest Gump and Die Hard with a Vengeance. Now, uh, The Notebook, that was all South Carolina, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. The other one I want to do is, uh, I still, I, w- I will do it, maybe this year, is Sleeping with the Enemy, Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. That's South Carolina. The only problem with that movie is the um, the house. I don't know if you remember the movie. The house that she lives in with her abusive husband at the beginning, which sets off the whole movie, was just a facade built beside the ocean. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you know, it's kind of like that really cool-looking house. Yeah, there's a, there's, a cool, there's a cool-looking mound of sand. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, but yeah. the, the, small, the small town where everything else happens is still there. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, I love South Carolina. It's, I have a lot of great memories as a kid going there. Yeah, yeah. Now, another thing I noticed on your channel, maybe you've been doing it for a while, but you've recently had a lot of uh, rock star type things on there. You've you've done something with Ricky Rocket, the ghost hunting. You had Vince Neil stuff on there. Yeah. Um, is, is that something that you look at as well as music situations? And... Yeah, I mean, that's why I was excited. To, I was really excited to do your podcast because it's the rock and roll, you know, and because music is my first love. Like, even even above movies and and wanting to be an actor i mean every kid wants to be a rock star wants to be right no matter what yeah that's what i wanted to be yeah right you you want so music is definitely my first love and i love all genres so you know and uh when i was talking to ricky in the video i was telling him about you know being a little kid and my dad buying the album for me and that's like uh i love anything you 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 can tell me any genre of music. I'm like, oh wow, like that was here or that here. You know, a lot of times there's famous pictures of a band here or famous pictures of a, and I'll go to them and I'll take photos. But sometimes I'm like, there's not really, like the famous picture of Bruce Springsteen on Sunset Boulevard with his own billboard in the background. I went and lined that up just the other day when I was there, but I was thinking to myself, well. Not really much of a video I can make. Like, yeah, Bruce Springsteen stood here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the video's only 30 seconds. So those are difficult. But when there's anything to do with music that I can make a video about, I will. Yeah, the whiskey was cool. You went there. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, oh, gosh. What a, I mean, that's something. I I love going to um, famous bars and clubs when they're closed, like when they're open, just for me to film around when it's quiet. And I love going to music studios. Like I've been to, I think I filmed inside inside maybe two, but I did, the best one I did, my favorite one was Robert Lang Studios in uh, Seattle, where um, Nirvana did record one song, but mo- more importantly, Dave Grohl recorded the entire Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, oh, okay, mm-hmm. the first Foo Fighters. Album. So that you know, it was, it was always this. I'd heard of this studio. That was built on a built on a hill in Seattle, and it's made of rock. And I was like, one day I want to go there. Like that'd be so cool to see. And then to be welcomed with open arms by the owner, Robert Lang himself, and show me around and say, Kurt stood right here, you know, and Dave was here. The, the drum setup was here. Like it's just like, what is going? Yeah, on? you didn't um, get to the rainbow though, right? No, the rainbow is one that I I, I have a, a probably about twenty minutes of footage inside the rainbow I shot. It's too loud. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy in there. Have you, have you been to the Rainbow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy in mm-hmm. there. It's loud. People who work there are very nice, showing me, you know, different stuff. Like, hey, over here. It's like, so I was just talking to a friend, the friend that got me the whiskey, and I said, 
look, he said, you got to do Rainbow. And I said, I said, yeah. I said, but copyright music playing in the background, plus it's so loud. I said, I want to go there in the morning before they open. He said, I'll get on that. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. That, that, would yeah. Be, that, would, that would just be incredible. I was at, sorry, I was I was at Sound City Studios when, you know, in LA a couple of years ago. And they did a big documentary about it, Sound City, you know, with everybody in it. But I still went and did my own little thing on it. And there was, uh, and it closed, but it had just closed. So there was this giant, uh, not giant, there was a couch outside on the sidewalk right by their front door. And one of the guys was walking out and I said, hey man, I said, is this couch from Sound City? He goes, he was like, he was like, yeah. I said, I said, like, I said, whereabouts in the building was it? He goes, he goes, it was in one of the artist rooms. I think that's like the green room where they set up and like chill. And he goes, yeah, we're just throwing it out. And I was like, if I lived in LA, that would be strapped to the top of my car. They were just throwing it out? They were just throwing it out. Oh. I, was like, I was like, how can I fly this back to Canada? <laughs> like, you know what how I mean? can like, I get this through? Like, I'll show you something cool. Hold on. Yeah. But I've got lots of like different uh, parts of stuff. Like I've got uh, stuff of Eminem. I've got the step. The front step of Eminem's Marshall Mathers LP, where he's sitting on the front steps of his house. Yeah, the step. Down. Yeah, I, it burned down in 2013. So I went to the property afterwards because I was my friends wouldn't go with me the year before when it was still standing because they were too scared. They were, and I was like, scared well, of what? Eight Mile. It's you no. know, yeah. and now now I go there all the time. But when I went there and like I think it was 2014, the steps were still there. The house went down, and so it was in thing. So I just picked up the step where he has it, where he's sitting on, and I dropped it on the sidewalk. It snapped right into two pieces because it was like so old and crumbly. And I took it, and I have it. That's and awesome. This is from Kurt Cobain's bathroom. What is that? Tile? Yeah, it's tile. Wow. Yeah. So that's something like like if I, like if I could have the Sound City couch here, I would have it. But. Yeah. Oh, in the meantime, I take whatever I can. I never take, you know, I'm not going to take something that I can't take. Right, you know? right, when right. you go somewhere, you leave it as it is. I believe in that. But the house, this house was going to be remodeled. It's the California, the LA house up on Alta Vista or Alta Loma. Mm-hmm. Hills, so that's you know, awesome. Like, yeah, there's so stuff like that. I love it. Love it. Love, I love music history. I've got some movie stuff, but it's more the music stuff I love. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool, man. So, so in 2023, you're going to hit a lot more locations, I'm assuming. And do mm-hmm. you already have those planned out, or do you just do them as you go, as the year goes? Just as well, I've, I've, I, this is the first time that I've, uh, I'm, I, I've picked the worst time to stay home in Toronto because it's now winter. Like we're in the middle. <laughs> of, there's a snowstorm outside right now, you know. And I'm going to be here till at least mid-February. I said, no matter what. I got to save up and relax and edit and start instead of going back on the road with all these videos I seven put up. So I've got Southwest plans. I started thinking about, I've got a couple of YouTubers that want to meet and collab in Florida. Then I got another group that wants to meet up in, in LA in, in there. So I'm, I've got a few things in my head. I'm like, okay, how can I do this, this and this? The good thing is because daylight savings time ends this November coming up 2023, I always have that pressure once the end of October hits, I don't want to. I get. I don't want to travel because 
the sun goes down at five o'clock. Yeah, so California, where I just was, they get like somebody switched the light off. Yeah, but now I don't feel the pressure to get everything done from April to October. You know what I mean? Now I'm like, well, if I don't get there in, you know, February, March, I've got November, I've got December. Thankfully, because uh, I, I need that extra two hours of daylight. Because I, when I wake up, you know, after I get ready, I'll film all day, and I don't want to go back at five o'clock to a hotel or wherever and be done. I want, I want, I want that extra two hours or three hours. Yeah, yeah. So I've oh, got that's a lot, awesome. Yeah, I've got a lot planned. I've got a lot planned. It's just a matter of right now. I got to put up all this stuff. Like, you, it seems like you watch my channel, so thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're gonna watch and you'll be like, "Wow, he he went here, he did this," because I have so many big topics that I've, I just haven't had time to work mm -hmm. on. If something comes up, I want to go back here, film, and then I start putting up all these videos from other places. So now I'm gonna relax and put up all videos from Mississippi, Chicago, Seattle, Olympia. Like I got great Kurt Cobain, I got another Eminem, big mm -hmm. one. And lots of true crime from all over the country. And then just, yeah. And then, I, you know, a couple people want me to film in Toronto. And I'm like, Toronto? <laughs> Wasn't the movie what, Rad? You remember that movie Rad? That's Alberta. Did you yeah. ever go there? No, that's, Al no that's Alberta. That's, uh, that's, so that's like, imagine going from, I mean, it's, it, Alberta is beautiful, but it's freezing cold. It's way colder than, it's, mm -hmm. that is Canada. Like where I live is, <laughs> Where I live is southern Canada, Toronto. So it's it's cool, but not like there. Yeah. And that's something I would do in the spring or summer. But uh, when I was in Alberta, I did Brokeback Mountain. I did um uh, Superman and like I said, First Blood and uh Friday Fire 13 part, uh Jason versus Freddy. And I did uh another horror movie. I can't oh it 1990. So there's lots of okay. Rad. A lot of people ask me about that. That's a very popular. It's a movie. great movie. It's a. Yeah. Uh, I guess that'd be like a cult classic. I guess, right? Is that what you call? Yeah, yeah. 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 There's stuff like that and Sandlot. People ask me to do that movie a lot. There's lots of strange little movies. I want to do um one day. It's, there's not too many locations, and I don't know how many people would be into it. But I don't like you know. Like I want them to be. I want them to be excited. Is pump up the volume. Hmm. Later for that movie. Mm -hmm. I love that movie to this day. I still love that movie. So that's there's always I think of a movie I did. There's one and there's ones that I've done like Raising Arizona, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And once I once I film them, I'm like mm, I did Back to the Future, and all three of those I've never put up, and I don't think I ever will. Really, just didn't come out like you wanted. Them? Just didn't come out. Just wasn't as exciting. Raising Arizona, I was just like mm, the the locations are cool. And you know, I'd seen the I'd watched the movie the night before because I hadn't seen it in, in a long time. I was just like, didn't have the energy right. I just landed in Arizona. The two guys, I, the, the guy and his son, his his young son, was so excited to film. So I I promised him I'll get back there and film something else with else with them. I said just is not working. And the Bill and Ted, I just felt like, but I did get footage of the Bill and Ted convenience store, which is now torn down. But um, you know, Bill Where, and Ted. Do you, think, do you ever think to re-record those? Go back, try and do it again, or no? Not worth it. Yeah, I do. I do sometimes. No, back to the Future is not one that I would ever go back and redo, unless I could do it. They're all over the place. Those locations in LA. So if I could do it in one day, I'd maybe do Back to the Future. But I don't know. I mean, 
uh, I know for a fact, like, like some of my friends that are YouTubers that have done Back to the Future, one of them has huge views, one of them has low views. I'm just like, it's not one of my favorite movies. I'd rather do, I did Teen Wolf because I'm, when, to be honest, when, when they came out, and I'm a, I did a video all about Michael J. Fox himself in Vancouver. I'm a big Michael J. Fox fan. I was a bigger fan of Teen Wolf than Back to the Future. Yeah. That was, yeah. When those yeah. two movies came out, Teen Wolf was everything. I thought that was the greatest movie. I'm bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is cool. Let's watch Teen Wolf again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, when I was there, I, did, I, I, I worked on Teen Wolf and put it up. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, you got a great channel. People can check it out on YouTube. Just search Scott on tape. It'll come up. Um, and you're also on social media, right? Yeah, Instagram, Scott on Tape. Uh, there's a Facebook group, Scott on Tape. And yeah, YouTube, Scott on Tape is either three words or one word. Whatever way you type it in, you'll find me. Awesome. Awesome. Man, I appreciate it. I know we've been trying to set this up for a little bit. I'm glad we finally did it. Uh, yeah, I'm glad too. Great. I'm sorry about that. But I mean, we we it's one of the, first of all, because we were communicating through Twitter, that's Twitter is what I use for um uh hockey scores like the league when i'm away like mm-hmm. i'm checking constantly to see how the is there anything about the leafs whatever's going on so i always forget that there's the the message part of it because <laughs> I, I always forget about that and then i never want to schedule with you when i'm on the road because if i'm late i'd be mortified you know what yeah. i mean like on the road is hard like here in toronto i'm like yeah like you, yeah, you're you around set this up. So, and i'm like yep i'll i'll be there on this whatever day today's 17th yeah today's on 17th Oh, Today's the 15th. 15th. You're close. 15th. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate you waiting around. It was fun. Yeah, it was. It was great. All right, buddy. Well, Scott, stick around. All right. Um, yeah. And again, thank you. Thanks a lot.